We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Simone, and this is the first time that I'm talking today, which is super great. <laughs> Feels good to talk. Um, it's Friday when I'm recording this. It's 12:15 in the afternoon, so I'm getting kind of a late start to um, my day. I woke up at like eight this morning, um, and then I actually was like, you know what? I don't really want to start working yet, so I turned on The Shining. And that's like my favorite scary movie because it's really not that scary. So I can watch it on my own and then not be um, scared. And it's the time of year where I'm like, I really want to do, you know, like cute fall stuff. Um, And that kind of leads me into today's episode that I want to talk about, which is dating during a pandemic, being single during cuffing season. Um, a lot of people ask me how I got over um, how I got over breakups, which I've talked about before on this podcast. So I'll link that, um, or I'll have it down in the description box of my like breakup episode where I talk about like how to move on from a breakup. Um, but I feel like this is a totally different conversation because this is like, how do you even find someone during a pandemic? Like, how do you even date during a pandemic? And where am I in relation to dating? Um, I've been getting a lot of questions about that. Like if I'm looking for someone, if I'm actively dating, all that sort of stuff. So we'll kind of get into all of that um, 
today and especially because you know like it's cuffing season like this is the time of year that people get booed up and this is the time of year that everyone kind of like starts looking for someone to do like fall things with like go to a pumpkin patch which I've actually never gone on a date to a pumpkin patch my friend Emily and I in high school that was the last time I went to a pumpkin patch I think um, was with her and I think it was like my senior year of high school and it was so fun like I had a great time um so yeah, like doing like haunted houses, which I can tell you guys my haunted house story. Um, I actually have two of them. Yeah. And then you just, you know, you do like the whole bonfire thing and you bake like cookies and stuff and you do all that cute sort of stuff during this time of year. And then after, you know, Halloween, which you can do like cute couples costumes, which I want to ask you guys too, do any of you guys that are out of college do anything for Halloween? Um... And you don't have kids yet because I feel like there's this lull of, you know, you you're in high school and like you go to parties and stuff and then college, you also go to parties. And then when you're out of college, there's like nothing to do. So, you know, I don't have kids, so it's not like I can take them trick or treating. I have little cousins, but they're old enough to where they don't want me to come trick or treating with them. And to be completely honest, I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. Like I've never been like, I'm really, I don't know. I feel like it's almost babysitting. I've never been a big babysitter. So I wouldn't want to do that. Um, I live in a neighborhood, but kids just don't trick or treat in my neighborhood. And I also don't even have many kids in my neighborhood. Like if I do, they go to other neighborhoods to trick or treat. And my parents just moved out of like a very kid friendly neighborhood into a more, um, I don't know, like into a not really kid friendly, like it's an older development, but whatever like I don't know it's just there's nowhere for me to like go on Halloween so my two best friends um well really just Lindsay is like guys what are we gonna do for Halloween I'm like Lindsay like you don't really get it yet because this is your first year out of college but I'm like there's really nothing to do on Halloween anymore like when you're out of college like this is my third or fourth year not doing anything for Halloween because I've been out of college since 2016 so but I had Halloween in 2016 in Alabama and I literally didn't have a costume I put whiskers on my face like with eyeliner and I went to a bar with my best friend Carly and um I don't know. I think we had like one drink and then went home because we were like, we're like, this is so lame. There were parties and stuff, but we just like didn't want to go to a frat. So we went to a a bar. I have no idea how I even got in. Um, But somehow I got in. So that's cool. Anyway. um, Yeah, that was like the last time I did anything. And then I don't even remember what I did my senior year of Halloween. I never really did anything for Halloween. Like once I stopped trick or treating, I didn't really do anything anymore because I wouldn't go to parties. And then in college, I didn't really do anything. So what are you guys that are out of college and don't have kids yet doing? I feel like a lot of people are even like, oh, like I'm going to a party or I'm doing nothing or I'm handing out candy, which I guess is like what the top three things that most people do. But I'm not doing any of those. And I, I've never done any of those for like the past couple of years. So I don't know. Halloween's always weird for me. And my friends are like, what are we going to do? I'm like, um, well, there's nothing to do. So I don't ever have it. I never have a costume. Um... I, I literally haven't bought a Halloween costume in like years and years and years because I just never have plans for it. So if I had a, a man, I maybe could do like a cute couple thing. Um, oh, you know what? I was dating someone in 2018 for Halloween. What did we do? Um, what did we do? Well, we had a stride Halloween party 
and oh we dressed up we went to um it was my first couple's costume actually it's so funny um I don't I have the picture but I'm not gonna post it because he has a girlfriend and is very much in love so that would be very rude if I did that so I'm not gonna show you guys the picture but it is really funny um yeah, we dressed up for um, the Stride Halloween party that one of my instructors, Babs, had at her house. And it was it was fun. It was a good time. I think that's the last time I dressed up for Halloween. Um, but that wasn't on Halloween. I don't know what I did that year for Halloween. I don't think I did anything. I don't think we were together, like, physically next to one another that Halloween. I think he was, like, busy with his friends. I don't know. We were to, I don't know what we were doing. But, um, yeah, all I'm saying is I have no real um, memories of Halloween uh, being older. I loved it when I was younger. I had the best costumes. I was, like, a bag of Skittles one year, and I made that out of a pillowcase. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, you know what else I had, though? I had the best birthday parties growing up. My mom went all out for my birthday parties, dude. Like, there was one year I was obsessed you guys know that TikTok where it's like, you guys don't get it. I'm obsessed. I was obsessed with The Amazing Race. And um, I had an Amazing Race birthday party all around my neighborhood. The whole neighborhood like knew that I was having it. And it was just me and a bunch of like sweaty kids running around the neighborhood, like getting all these like clues and stuff. It was really cool. Another year, um, my mom set up a photo shoot like in the basement and then we made we took a bunch of pictures we had like props and costumes it was so fun we took a bunch of pictures and then we made scrapbooks out of those pictures and then like all the girls slept over that was so fun I had a spa birthday party one year I actually had that twice I had it when I was in first grade and in seventh grade which is seventh grade old for having a birthday party. Like I feel like seventh graders now are a different breed than when I was in seventh grade. But like looking back at it now, I'm like, I don't think it would have been normal to have a party in seventh grade, but I did and it didn't feel weird. Um, but we had like a spa party and I was actually sick. I woke up with strep throat that morning and I was like, mom, like I don't feel well. And it was supposed to be a sleepover. And I think I made all the girls like not sleepover, but I was like, the show must go on. We got so much stuff for the party. Um, and I got on antibiotics that morning, which obviously wasn't 24 hours, but I was like, I need to have this party. So, um, I still had it and you know, probably shouldn't have done it looking back, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So that was years ago. Um, but then in first grade, um, my friend Jen, well, my mom's friend, Jen, she was my hairdresser at the time. She came over and did like everyone's hair. And then we had a makeup station. And then I think my mom did everyone's makeup or someone did all everyone's makeup. And then we got like dressed up and we, had, it was like sweet and sassy at my house. Oh my God. It was so fun. I had the best parties, but anyway, um, we went big on parties and I loved my Halloween costumes when I was younger. But anyway, I'm getting super off topic here. Um, but yeah, I like, you know, this time of year, everyone wants someone. And it's so funny because me and my friends, when I say me and my friends, you guys need to know that it's me, Katie, Brennan and Lindsay. OK, that's who I'm always talking about when I say me and my friends. So the three of us are, you know, one day we're literally just like, ew, like we hate men. We don't want to ever even look at a man. Like I'm so good being single. And then the next day we'll be like, man, I could really use a boyfriend right now. <laughs> like there are some days where we're just so about being with someone. And then there's some days where we're so about just being single for the rest of our lives. Um, so I'm somewhere in between that. Um, I'm actually leaning a lot more towards I'm loving being single. 
and I don't want to be dating anybody because, um, you know, this whole season, my, my two best friends are also single. So everything that you could be doing with a a partner I've been doing with my best friends and I've been having a great time doing it. Like I, I really find that like, I'm not even craving like romantic connections with anybody because I just, I don't know, like personally, there's a lot that I know that I need to work on internally before I can be a great girlfriend to anybody or before I can even give any part of me to anybody. Um, and I just know that there's a lot of things internally that I want to work on, such as I want to work on my stress and anxiety management in my life because I tend to let my stress really affect my mood. I let my anxiety really control my day. And I and I don't want that to be something that I show to a partner or someone that I'm dating. I don't want them to see that, you know, work affects me or that um, certain situations in my life affect me. And while I'm not saying that I have to be perfect, I'm saying that's something that I want to work on and be better at before I start dating someone. Um, Another thing that I know that I want to work on is my eating. And I talked about this in a couple of episodes ago with binge eating. Um, I, I don't want someone else to feel the burden of what I feel internally. And again, I'm not saying that I have to be perfect, but I want to find a way to either better management or completely fully recover from it. That's ultimately my goal. I don't want to have it my whole life. And I will say I've been a lot better um, the past two months than I have been in a really, really long time. And I'm starting to even see like I'm just I'm losing a couple of pounds just from not binging as much. Um, Yes, I still binge every now and then, but I'm very conscious of it when I do it. And I literally say like, okay, this is a binge and I know I'm about to binge. Do I want to or not? And then I can either tell myself like, yes, I do. And then I do it. And then I make myself not feel guilty after because I'm like, okay, I I knew that I wanted to do that. I made the conscious decision to do that. So I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And that's pretty much how it's been going lately. And I feel a lot better. And because I make the conscious effort to binge, I have binged a lot less. So I'm feeling a a lot better with that. I'm coping with it a lot better. Um, and I'm just not doing it as much too. So I'm happy with the path that I'm on and I'm, I want to keep going on that. So that's another thing that I really want to work on internally before I start um, seriously dating somebody. Um, what else do I want to work on? Um, oh, I, I do want to um, stand up for my work because um, I think that people think like, oh, it's so fun. You run a spin studio and it is so fun, but it is work. And just because I work from home, having a stride at home now, which is a physical office to go to, having that physical office has definitely helped me. I haven't dated anyone since I got that office, but it's definitely going to be easier going forward in the future to be like, hey, like I can't hang out at your beck and call because I'm, I have this from, you know, I'll be in the office from eight to five or whatever. So I think that will definitely help me. But I do want to start standing up for my work. I'm reading a book right now where, what what is it called? The Light We Lost, The Light Between Us. I don't know, something like that. If you guys have read that, let me know what you think. Lucy is annoying me so much. Like she has Darren right in front of her, but she can't get over Gabe. Anyway, um, I'm almost done the book. I'm 
I'm like 75% done, 80% done. Um, we'll have a whole book club on this podcast. This podcast all also all over the place today. So for that, I apologize. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, uh, wait, what was I saying? Darren, Lucy. Oh, not taking her work seriously. Um, I feel that way too sometimes where uh, just because I have a really fun job, people tend to think like, oh, it's not a real job, but it is a real job. Um, It is the job that pays my bills and it is the job that um, I do need to take seriously and it is a job that I'm passionate about and that should be enough. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So um, I do need to have that, you know, courage to stand up for my for my work and for my job and for my passion um, when it comes to answering at their beck and call. Because I am very much, I'm such a simp and like I love being a simp. I will always be a simp for my man for sure. Um, but along with being a simp, I definitely do want to like put boundaries between like when I'm available for someone and when I have to work. Um, because I find that when I don't do that, when I'm with them, I'm spending quality time. But then as soon as something work related pops in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I should be doing that instead. And I feel really guilty. So I definitely want to fix that. And then the biggest thing that I want to fix is um, commitment issues. I feel like I really struggle with this. And I'm actually talking to my therapist about it, which is great. But there's a lot of toxic relationship advice out there. Um, I'll call it how I see it. Caller daddy, I think, put a huge impact in my head about this. And also um, my past relationships have also put a big impact in my head about this. Um, But also just, you know, TikTok and um, books and any sort of media. I feel like there's such a joke about cheating and everyone is like, oh, like either be cheated on or get cheated or be cheated or be cheated on or, you know, cheat or get cheated on, whatever those stupid phrases. And that's just like not healthy to tell people because like it's really messed with me because one, um, I've experienced it to a certain extent firsthand and that messes with you. Um, number two, it doesn't help to try and overcome that and move past that when the only thing you ever hear from all media outlets is that like, you're going to cheat, you're going to be cheated on with whoever you're with. Guys aren't loyal. Men are dogs. Men, you know, are attracted to every other woman, blah, blah, blah. And it's always just like, men are almost like allowed to cheat and us women aren't supposed to as, uh, okay, nobody should when you're in a relationship, but it's almost like I 
maybe I shouldn't project this onto you guys as well. I just assume that every single person I'm with is thinking about someone else, likes someone else more, is interested in someone else, wants to pursue someone else, or is just flat out cheating. Um, and that's just immediately where my mind goes. And it's on, it started, I don't know, maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, where I just think if anything is going wrong, if anyone is not showing me interest, it's because they're with another girl. Um, so that's something, and I don't trust like anyone, which is not the way that it should be. Um, you should trust someone until they really tell you not to, but it's, I don't know, like you guys know when you would start a marking period, this is how my school did it anyway. When we would start a marking period, we had a hundred percent on our, on our grades, like day one of school, we had a hundred percent in that class, a plus. And my mom was always like, no, you should start at zero. And then whatever your first assignment is, you know, if you get a 72%, then your grade is a 72%. Because if you have a hundred and then you get a 72%, your grade will be like an 87 or something. And I'm like, okay, but like, I really like that hundred percent. That's how I feel like it is with trust for me. Everyone should start at a hundred percent trust. But for me, it seems that everyone's starting at like, I'll give them like 50% trust where I like, I trust them enough, but I don't really. Um, and that's just not the way it should be. And then like, I feel like they have to like prove trust to me, but like, who are they to prove it to me? And who am I to prove it to them? Like, they don't need to prove me anything. Um, and then there's also a huge part of society that's like, oh, you just got to accept it. Like if he's going to want to cheat, he's just going to cheat. He'll, He'll find a way to do it, which is true, which is why I shouldn't be like freaking out about it, trying to prevent it if it's going to happen. But at the same time, like, I just think of any relationship that I could potentially find, potentially get in. I don't even like, and when I say that, I'm not even thinking about a specific person. Like literally nobody comes to my mind when I say stuff like that. Um, So if I picture like a human that I've never met before, I'm like, yeah, he's going to cheat on me. And I don't even know him. Like that's crazy of me to say that. Um, But that's just how I feel like I'm super conditioned because of the media that I consume and because of relationships that I've been in. Um, now, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I was cheated on and it was like the worst thing ever. No. Um, I mean, I definitely there was disloyalty in my previous um, relationship, which wasn't fun. Um, but it's that's not it, I would say that was the catalyst for it. Um, but now I just like like the other day I was talking to a, an employee of mine and she was talking about her and her husband. And I was like, wow, like you guys are like really married. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like. Huh. In the back of my mind, I'm like, how is there like no one else? Like that's messed up of me to think. That's really, really messed up for me to think. So like I said, I am talking to my therapist about it. Her and I are working through it. But that's like the biggest thing that I need to fix before I can get in any relationship because I will absolutely bring that insecurity into the relationship and I'll just completely sabotage it, which like I just shouldn't be doing in relationships. So those are like the four big things that I just need to work on myself before I can even get into a relationship. And if you're going to take away anything from this episode, I would say that you should also be sure that if you do want to be dating someone right now, that you're ready to date. You're good to date because what I'm manifesting in my in my head is a disloyal cheating relationship. And I who wants that? Like that's what's going on in my head. So that's what I'm going to attract. And that's not what I want to be attracting right now. But I also know that I'm just not ready to attract a very 
healthy, loving, long-lasting, long-term relationship right now. And that's just the reality of me and where I am in my life right now. I'm, I'm super, super busy. Um, you know, holidays, I don't always spend at home. Like for Thanksgiving, for example, I was like, oh, like if I spent that you know, I'm going to spend Thanksgiving down here in Seattle because I'm going to be opening up the studio for a couple of classes that weekend. So like that's the time that you like spend it with like a significant other and like I won't be home for it. So it's like I don't really even have that time to date somebody. So it's just like it just doesn't make sense for me to be dating right now anyway. So those are like the things that I need to work on. And if you guys want a relationship, you need to make sure that you are 100% whole with yourself before you start dating anybody because so many times we feel broken without somebody else but it should be the other way around it should be that we feel complete that we feel we're at 100% that we are at our best selves and when you're at your best self that's when you're capable of loving someone so much that's when you're capable of letting someone else in because you know wow it's amazing to have this person in my life but I know that I don't need them And I think that's important, knowing that you don't need somebody when they're not in your life or if they are in your life. Um, Like, you know, if if my best friends walked out of my life right now, I'd be devastated. But I know that I would be okay because I'm at the point in my life where I'm capable of loving myself enough to where I can be my own best friend. Um, For example, last night I went out to dinner by myself alone and I had such a good time. Um, I went down to Henry's in the aisle and I got a glass of wine and I got dinner by myself and I just had the best time. Like I took myself out on like a date, a friend date, whatever you want to call it. Um, But I did it by myself and I had such a good time. Um, So I'm whole as it is. And I know that I just don't need anybody. Well, I'm not whole as it is. I'm working to be, to be getting whole as it is in other aspects of my life. I absolutely am. But when it comes to a relationship aspect, I'm not there yet. And I'm fine with that. I'm not looking, I'm not searching. And I'm for the first time in what I feel like is forever. I'm fine with that. I also think one of my exes is going to be getting engaged soon. Wild. He was older than me in my defense. Um, Maybe two of them. Wow. Um, But that's so bizarre. So bizarre. Love both of their relationships. Honestly, I hope I get invited to the wedding. Um, I have no shot of getting invited to either. However, um, I just love their relationships and I always... I, I look at them and I'm like, oh, they're really cute. So that's also just great to hear. But what do you guys do when exes get engaged? I, I think I'll honestly just feel extremely happy for them. Um, and it'll be so cute to see them get engaged. Oh my God, so cute. But anyway, um, that's what I'm saying about dating. So yeah, a lot of people have been asking me like, hey, how are you coping being single during a pandemic? Um, And honestly, some days it's tough. Some days I do want that affection from other people. But most of the time, I really enjoy my own company and I really enjoy doing, you know, things with my friends or things by myself. Um, And I'm just finding out that I have my own life to worry about. At this point in time, I really don't even want to bring on worrying about the life of somebody else, let alone someone that I really care for and love about. So that's kind of where I am with the whole dating thing. So I don't know if that was really advice or kind of just like a a word babble of being single during a pandemic. Um, but I do kind of want to talk about dating during a pandemic because that's a whole other thing and that's wild. Um, okay, so of course it's fun 
to meet people. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. But here's my thing. Um, I can like enjoy meeting people and not wanting to like date them. And that's totally where I am. Like I love, I appreciate, you know, the appearance of men <laughs> for sure. Um, I can appreciate when there's an attractive man around me. Um, I can appreciate uh, being in cahoots with a man, whether that's texting or like throwing a Snapchat every now and then. That's fun and innocent. And we both know it's not going anywhere. So it's just like fun and innocent because I'm not actively looking. Again, I'm very happy being single right now. Don't want to change that. With that being said, it is super fun to like be around men. Who doesn't love being around men? Um, so how do you even date during a pandemic? This is so hard because my roommate Lauren has a new boyfriend. She did it, ladies and gentlemen. She did it. She found a man during a pandemic and now they're dating. Good for her. So cute. So she has a boyfriend. My other really good friend, Danielle, is married. She got married during a pandemic. I don't know how they're doing this, but she did it. So she's married. And um, I I see them probably the most because I live with Lauren and I work with Danielle. So I see them the most. And, you know, they'll ask about like what's going on in like my dating life and like what happened with like X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And I always have these just failed stories to tell them. And, um, you know, I'm like, you don't get how hard it is to date during a pandemic, to even flat out meet people during a pandemic unless you're going on like Hinge or Bumble. So what are, like what are you supposed to do? Like date your guy friends? Like no, who's going to want to do that? And also side note, my guy friends really want to come on the podcast and talk about dating and stuff. So I think I'm going to have them on in like the next couple of episodes. They're really, really sweet. They're really fun. And they're all very different when it comes to girls, which is why it's so funny to have them on. So it'll probably be Christian, Nick and Sean. And I can't wait for you guys to meet them. Like, it's going to be so funny to have them on. Maybe I'll have them on next week. That'd be really fun. They're really, really cool. So um, I'll introduce them to you guys next week. But anyway, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, date your friends? Like, no, you don't want to date your guy friends. Like, what else are you supposed to do? So I downloaded Hinge for literally, I think, like two days because I was like, you know what? Let me see what's out there. There was no one out there, dude. Like, I was just on that app. I'm like, this is so boring. And then I would, like, match with people. And I'm like, ugh, cool. Now I have to have small talk. And after, like, two days of it, I'm like, this is so stupid. I don't think I talked to, like, anyone on the app. I just deleted it because I'm like, I don't want to have small talk with people that I don't care about. Sorry. Um, What are you supposed to do? Like, go meet them out in public, which yes, that's what you are supposed to do. But like, I don't want to. So I'm like, why am I doing this? So there is always that dating app thing, which is very common. However, here's the thing that worries me. I'm like an avid deleter and redownloader of dating apps. So I downloaded Hinge um, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, but then I, I redownloaded it. Like I downloaded, okay, so I downloaded it and deleted it um, maybe like over the winter, like maybe like March time. Oh, yes, it was March, like right when the pandemic happened, I downloaded it and then I deleted it the same month and then I just redownloaded it again like a couple weeks ago and then I deleted it two days later. The guys that were on there on March are all still on there now and I'm like, man, like, why are you on here this long? And like, these are attractive guys. So I'm like, why aren't they talking to anybody? And that's also what I'm thinking. Like a lot of the guys on the app were attractive. And I'm like, so why are you guys single? Like, are you guys all like crazy? Like, what does that say about me? If I'm on this app, does it make it look like I'm crazy? So I'm like, what does it mean if we've all been on this dating app for so long? So 
you can definitely go the dating app route, but it's just so hard to meet people. And like, I'll take it to, so the classic way that I meet people is either through mutual friends or bars. So my parents, for example, met at a bar. They've been married 26 years as of last Thursday. Happy anniversary, mom and dad. Um, They've been married 26 years and they have like the cutest little marriage that I've ever seen in my whole life. And they met at a bar. Um, I've met someone else that I dated at a bar um, very briefly, which he, um, I have a story with him when it comes to a haunted house, which is very funny if I do say so myself. So I'll tell you guys that at the end of the episode. Um, what else? Yeah. I just like, you know, you just meet people at bars and like, you just, you know, you can also like look and like see what's out there at the bar. So it's, it's really fun going to bars where I live in Pennsylvania. And I don't know if this is like it around the country, but where I live in Pennsylvania, when you go to a bar, you have to sit at a table and you cannot get up from your table. You can't go to the bar. You can go to the bathroom, but you can't go to anyone else's table. You can't walk up to the bar. You have to just sit at a table and you can't like mingle with anybody. They can't come sit at your table. You can't go sit at there. So you literally just go with your friends that you see all the time because it's a pandemic. You can't even really make new friends. Um, and you just sit with your friends and just pay to drink out at a restaurant when you can just sit at home and drink. So I don't know. The whole bar scene is just not normal down here in Jersey. It's a little bit more normal feeling like you can you like you go into a table, but you could move around and mingle a little bit more. Um, but that bar just got shut down um, because they're just building something else in its place. So I don't even know how next summer is going to look. Hopefully other bars will open up. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just really, really weird. And like, how are you supposed to meet anyone if you can't even get up from your immediate group of people? So I don't really have advice, I guess. I guess I'm just kind of like venting and just being like, guys, like we're all we're all in this together. Like it's really, really hard. If you guys do have any ideas, put them in the Facebook group and let us girls and guys know. Um, but I would say like the easiest way to meet friends during a pandemic or um, a significant other during a pandemic, if you're looking, is honestly dating apps or mutual friends. Um, a lot of mutual, a lot of friends will just know of people. Um, and then you can kind of just meet up in like group hangouts that way. But that's still just kind of like awkward to be like grouply set up. I don't know. It's really hard to date during a pandemic. So just know that I'm like right there with you guys. Yeah, it's definitely not always the most fun being single during a pandemic and especially during cuffing season. Like this is cuffing season, dude, to have someone for all the fun little fall festivities, pumpkin patch, haunted houses, baking the cookies, watching the movies together, watching the cute Halloween movies together and then doing couples costume. And then next season, oh my God, it's the best because then you can go to each other's houses for um, Thanksgiving giving and then you can go look at Christmas lights together like in a car and then you can decorate a Christmas tree together and you can watch Christmas movies and decorate Christmas cookies and bake Christmas cookies and buy each other gifts and you can listen to Christmas music holiday music sorry I shouldn't say Christmas not everyone celebrates Christmas I'm so sorry holiday music and you can just do cute holiday things and then New Year's and then you guys can kiss at midnight on New Year's like this is cuffing season and then right after that you have Valentine's Day whether you like it or not 
I love love. So I love the mushiness of it. I think it's adorable. You have Valentine's Day and then everyone breaks up because of summer. But this right here is cuffing season and this is the time to do it. So if you feel like you're ready to be in a relationship and you just want somebody during this time, I my biggest tip is to do it with your friends. I know it's probably not what you want to hear, but it is so fun doing these fall holiday activities with your friends. I just feel like I'm so happy doing it with my friends. I don't wish that I was with a guy when I was doing it. Um, I just, I love doing it with my friends. I would also do this stuff alone. I'm just really happy being alone and caring about myself and putting myself as my top priority. And you guys should really focus on that too. If you're really looking for someone during this time of year, um, they always say that the right person comes around when you're least expecting it, which is the most annoying thing to hear. But it is true. Like when you stop actively searching, that's when they really do come around. So that's just my little advice is to do it on your own and to hang out with your friends more and to do these activities. Absolutely. But do it with your friends, because when you do it with your friends and then you eventually do find someone that to do it with maybe next year, or the year after, it's going to make it that much sweeter. It's like when you're sad, it makes the happy days that much happier. Not saying that being with my friends makes me sad because they honestly make me really, really happy. Um, most of the time happier than with a man, but, um, I I just feel like if you build these memories now with your friends, when you have a man to either throw in the mix or do it just with him, it does just make that so much sweeter because you're like, I deserve this. I've been looking for someone that's so great and will treat me so well. And he's right here. And this is everything that I've wanted. It's what I've manifested. It's what I've been hoping for. And here he is. So when it eventually does happen, um, it's, it's going to be right. And you guys are just, you're going to love it. But you know, there is something to really appreciate about being single and to really just enjoy about not having to worry about someone else's life other than your own. You have your whole life to be married and then have kids and then worry about your kids' lives and your husband's life. And then you get grandkids. Like you have your whole life to be with someone. And there is something so special about being single. So really enjoy it. And once you're tired of it, the right person will come around in your life. You aren't going to be alone forever. Just remember that you are not going to be alone forever. And someone that is meant for your life will come in at the right time when you know who you are, when you're complete with yourself, when you feel whole with yourself, and when you are ready to love and love endlessly, that is when the right person is going to come into your life. There's no timeline to follow. There's no expiration date for you. Just remember that the right person is coming. But in the meantime, enjoy living the single life in the moment. Enjoy doing whatever the hell you want, whatever you want, having to respond to nobody without having to tell anybody what you're doing. You can do whatever you want right now. So take advantage of that because once you start dating someone, it's not going to be like that anymore. So just enjoy it and enjoy the cuffing season alone and enjoy everything that the holidays have to offer. This is quite literally the best time of the year for me anyway. I just love the holidays. Um, I just love this time. So enjoy it. Just because you don't have someone doesn't mean that it has to be ruined. So just enjoy it, guys. Should I tell you guys like my haunted house stories? I actually have three. I said two, but I have three. They're not that funny, um, but I'll tell them anyway. So there's this uh, haunted house in Pennsylvania. It's called Bates Motel. There's also a show called Bates Motel. I don't think there's any correlation. 
but I could be wrong. But anyway, um, there's this haunted house in Pennsylvania. It's called Bates Motel. It's kind of far from my house, but um, so I was dating my ex Matt, which you guys all know Matt. Um, so I was dating Matt for like Halloween time in 2016, I think. Yeah, I think it was 2016. Like I was home from college, and um, we went to this haunted house. I hate haunted houses. I get really scared of them. I love the idea of them. I think that they are so fun, the idea of them. And to like do them, oh my God, just so fun. But the actual physical act of like doing it and like going through it and being scared for fun. As soon as I get there, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, just simply not happening. So I went with Matt in 2016 and when we got there, you have to like walk up to buy the tickets. And this, these two older guys, I don't, maybe they're like 30. They're just older than us. They came up to us and like, Hey, do you guys want our tickets? Like we're leaving. And Matt was like, yeah, like we'll take your tickets. I'm like, wait, why are you guys leaving? And they're like, it's just too scary for us. I'm like, Oh my God. So, um, Matt was like, dude, like we got two free tickets. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. So we had to like walk in and he's like, we got to do it now. Like we got free tickets. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, So then two other people come up to us and like, hey, do you want our tickets? These are for the corn maze. And I was like, oh my God, there's more than one attraction. And Matt's like, yeah, we'll take your tickets. So we had four free tickets, which that I've been back to this place twice. That has never happened again. Um, so I don't know how that happened. I got four free tickets, two for the haunted house and two for the corn maze. So we are in the center of, um, like the pit. And then from here you can like go to like each attraction and wait in the line. So there's a guy running around with a mask on and a chainsaw. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm like, And then there's like other people just like jump scaring at you. And I'm like, Matt, straight up, I'm not having a good time. Like, I'm just not enjoying myself. And like, I really don't want to do this. And he's like, come on, like, it'll be fun. Like, don't worry. Like, they want you to come back. So like, it's going to be scary, but it's like a fun scare. And like, they're just people like, it'll be so fun. Like, let's do it. We got free tickets. Like, we got to do it. And I was like, okay. So I get in the line for the haunted house and it's a pretty long line. And the whole time I'm freaking out. There are two people in front of us and I tap them on the shoulder. This was pre-COVID. What a time. I tap them on the shoulder and I'm like, hey guys. And they're like, oh, hey, blah, blah. And I was like, are you guys scared? And they're like, oh my God, no, are you? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, don't be scared. It's so fun. We do it every year. Um, it's really, really fun. You'll, you know, they want you to come back. So like they, they scare you enough to where you want to come back because it's fun. And I'm like, okay. And this one, she's so sweet. I hope she's doing well. She was so nice. She's like, why don't you come in the middle of me and him? And like, you guys, you got, you can just like hang out in between us. And Matt's like, it's okay. Like I got her blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God. So 10 minutes later, I'm freaking out the whole time in the line. We make our way up to the front. And so you go in groups of people. So I wanted to be in the middle of the group. Um, so we go in groups of people. They're cutting people off. They get to us and they stop us. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be the first in the next group. Oh my God. So they close the door, whatever. He's like, you guys got to wait two minutes before I let the next group in. And I'm like, uh, dude, how does this haunted house work? Is it scary? Is it blah, blah, blah? And he's like, he's like, we want you to come back. Like, it's scary. Yeah, but like, it's not that scary. Like, you'll enjoy it. 
And I'm like, I'm literally freaking out. So he opens the door and Matt gives him our tickets and I book it. I run uh, not into the haunted house, outside of it. I flee the line and Matt's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I'm way too scared. So Matt comes out and he's like, why didn't, what, what happened? I was like, I'm too scared. I'm too scared. Um, and then I got mad at myself and then I kind of took it out on him because I got so mad at myself. I'm like, damn it. Like I should have done it. Like I should have, I should have done that. Like, and then I thought to myself, I was like, I wonder if he, you know, if he was with any other girl, we were very much so dating at this point, but I was like, if he was with any other girl, they would have went in there with him. I should have gone in there with him. I was just really mad at myself and I took it out on him and he's like, I'm not mad. Like, why are you getting mad? And I was like, cause I should have went in. He's like, well, do you want to do it? Like I have the corn maze tickets. And then I was like, no. And he's like, so then what's up? And I was like, I don't know. And then honestly, I, I just left because I got I was upset with myself that I didn't go in. He was being really nice. And he was just like, I'm not mad. Like, we got free tickets. Like, whoever gets free tickets, I just wanted to use the free tickets. And I was like, well, why don't you go? And he's like, I'm not going to go alone. So I was like, OK. So we just went back to his house and watched a scary movie. Um, anyway, so I completely chickened out. Fast forward a couple years later. This was actually last year. Um, I was seeing this guy, um, very fresh, very new. It was our second date and, um, we went to go, he, like we were meeting, he was coming off of work and I was coming from the studio. So we met up at Whole Foods and we just like had like food at, you know, to eat at the Whole Foods cafe or whatever. And he's like, Hey, like I got you a surprise. And I was like, what? And he was like, I got us tickets to Bates Motel. And I was like, ah, fuck. So I'm like, okay. Um, and I was like, this was also my fault though, because I told him that I liked scary stuff, which I don't know why I keep telling people that because in theory I do, but when it comes down to it, I don't. So I told him, I was like, yeah, like I like scary stuff, blah, blah. So then he got us Bates Motel tickets. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, you already bought the tickets? He's like, yeah, I already bought the tickets. I was like, how expensive are they? He goes, you know, honestly, they're pretty like pricey for like one attraction. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so, um, we're in the car, we're on our way there. And I'm like, so like you really bought them. He's like, yeah, Tori, like I really bought these tickets. And I was like, you don't want to like go to a movie instead or like, you really want to do this. He's like, yeah, I like, it'll be really fun if we do this. And I was like, okay, we'll do this. So we get there and I'm like, this is all too familiar to me. Three years later, I'm like doing it again. And so we're in line and I'm freaking out. The line is much smaller than it was the year before. I also think because this was on like a Thursday night and Matt and I went on a Friday or Saturday, but anyway, so there was a much shorter line. So I had a lot less time to contemplate what was happening um, in line before I entered the haunted haunted house. And I was like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, yes, like this will be fun. And I was like, okay. So um, we get up to the front and I'm counted in. So I'm in the haunted house and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a good time, damn it. And I'm going to enjoy this haunted house. So I get in the haunted house and like I said before, you're with a big group of people. We're towards the back, but we're not the back. Um, there's these three or four girls in front of me. They're probably like 15, 14, maybe. Um, as soon as the doors close, one of these girls just, just starts sobbing. And I'm like, oh my God, 
<laughs> you and me both. She just starts sobbing and she's like, I want to get out. I want to get out. This isn't fun. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Uh, and as messed up as it sounds, I was like, I know that they go after the people that look the most scared. So if she keeps crying, they're going to go after her. So I'm going to position myself to go two people back from her so that they don't really mess with me, but they mess with her. So um, that's exactly what I did, which is so messed up of me. But all of her, her friends were so nice. Like as they were like walking through it, they're like, see, like this is fun. This is fun. This is fun. And they kept telling all like the actors, they were like, she's really scared. Don't scare her. And of course they would just scare her more they would get so up in her face and they would like like grab her and she's like oh she's like sobbing or whatever so we get through like the first part of it and it's fun like I'm actually having a pretty good time my adrenaline's pumping um but people are like jumping out they're like touching your ankles which I hate when they touch me but whatever so they're like touching my ankles or whatever um but I'm like on a mission so I he's standing like behind me and and he's he was much taller than me so he had his hands on my shoulders and I had my hands on his hands on my shoulders and I was death gripping his hands and I was like we are moving as fast through this haunted house as we possibly can so obviously I was at the speed of all the other people in front of me but I was like moving and moving and I was like we are not stopping we are not stopping um I wasn't even like focusing on what was around me I was in such fight or flight mode and I was in like the flight yet fight mode bizarre um so then we get through the first part and I'm like oh my god it's done and then it got even scarier and I was like oh my so then we went through the second part and then that was done and then I went into the third part and then I got even scarier and I was like this sucks like I want to get out of here and then we got out um and we did all three parts and uh we were in there for probably like six minutes and I can't even tell you how proud I felt of myself I texted everyone in my contact list I was like I just did a haunted house I told my mom I was like I said a haunted house and my mom was like oh my god good for you like I was so proud of myself and then he was like that was so fun like do you want to go in the corn maze and I was like no and he was like okay like let's go (laughs) so um so I did the haunted house and then I literally I remember like getting in his car and being like I did that and I'm never doing it again like I did not have fun, but I'm glad I did it. And I'm never doing it again because now I can say that I did a haunted house and that's all that I need to know. Um, also, mind you, my Phoenixville studio, Stride, uh, the one in Phoenixville, I don't know why I said it that way. It's very close to a very popular haunted attraction called Penhurst. Penhurst was on um, like Ghostbusters and like all those ghost shows. It's very, very haunted apparently. And it's a huge haunted attraction. I've never been because it is so scary and I don't want to go because it's actually haunted. Um, I don't know if I really believe in like ghosts and stuff, but from what everybody says, it's actually very haunted, uh, very high paranormal activity in that building. So I won't be going. If you guys don't know what Penhurst is, it's, um, it's an abandoned insane asylum. Um, that's how people always in my area say it. It's a, uh, insane asylum, like a mental hospital. And it was abandoned in, I think the seventies. And they were just very known for mistreating their patients, uh, like putting them in cages for days and days and days. Um, lobotomies, just like messed up stuff happened there. And, um, it got shut down and abandoned. And now they do ghost tours in there. Um, they do, 
you know, ghost shows come in. Also, same with Eastern State Penitentiary, which is in Philadelphia. That was a jail that is now abandoned. And I've done like a daytime tour of it. Super spooky in there. And they do one at night too. So that's actually one that I would want to do because you can do like a drive through of that. So I would actually want to do that. But anyway, so, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I was like, I'm never going to do this again. And then literally three weeks ago, Lindsay texts Katie and I, and she goes, hey guys, like my family's going to Bates Mattel. Do you guys want to come? And I wrote back, yes. I don't know why I said that, but I said, yes. Um, so here I am back at Bates Mattel for the third time. And I'm with Lindsay, Lindsay's brother, Katie, and Lindsay's mom and me. And literally I'm like, guys, you know, I had a long day. Ah, this does not seem fun. I am not going to do it. So they're like, really? I'm like, really? So, um, I like waited in line with them to like get in because it's a little different now because of COVID. Um, but honestly, not really. They did a very bad job social distancing. Half the people weren't wearing masks. It was a mess there this year. It was a mess. And, you know, like they're like, oh, yeah, we only have one season to do it. OK, but you can still do it safely. Like, come on. Um, it was a mess, to be completely honest. But anyway, um, so we were like waiting in line. And then as soon as we got to the attraction, I was like, I'm just going to ditch so I just went back into like the main area and I just like waited there and I had a great time I was people watching and whatever that was like a very uneventful um haunted house story but I didn't do it this year because I was like you know what I'm just not gonna have fun if I do it so I didn't do it um but yeah guys honestly that's my episode this was all over the place uh but I hope you liked it (laughs) we talked a lot about being single being happy with being single cuffing season haunted houses Oh, that's good stuff. So I hope you guys just have a wonderful rest of your day. Um, I love you guys so much. And let me know what you guys want to hear next week. Would you guys want me to bring my guy friends on? I think that'd be a really fun episode. So I'll try my best to do that and get them in here um, in the studio on the podcast. So be sure to join the Facebook group that is Manifest with Tori Simone on Facebook. My Instagram is at Tori underscore. Um, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.